Hello and welcome to the Find Your Flow radio show podcast. I'm your host, Winston Wittis, and I'm here today with a very special episode. Today's episode is Captain's Log, February 17th, 2022, 9.59 p.m. It's a late night. I can't be too loud because I'm up late. Everybody in the house is asleep. And I am podcasting from the living room, one the uh, family room, perhaps. And it's my first time ever trying to podcast from here. I was going to do it on the back patio, which has been pretty nice. I've done it out there a few times. However, it's freezing cold outside. Very, very cold. I'm bundled up. And I went out there with Bob, the dog, and still it was way too cold. So... I'm trying something new, but I got to be quiet because the kids are asleep. Elaine is asleep. The dogs are asleep. And I'm here with you, friend. And it's been a while. It's been a while since I've recorded anything new. It's even been a while since I've published any of the backlogged content that I've got saved up for a rainy day. And we have had some rainy days here. We actually had a snow day. I'm going to do a whole episode about Snow Day. I was hoping to have done it by now, but I haven't. Just been busy with life. Maybe you can appreciate that. So I'm also changing the name instead of doing updates, which if you've followed the show for any given period of time, I really appreciate you. First of all, thank you. If you're new to the show, thank you for tuning in and checking it out. I've been doing this show, I think, And I should look it up, and maybe I can even do it now. Let's see if I can do it while I'm still recording. I think so. All right. Let's check it out. Let's see how long I've been doing this show. I can figure it out. My guess is since 2013, maybe. I'm not quite sure. But the reason 207 published episodes, and I changed where I publish them. I used to publish them on finderflow.com. Oh, it's 10.01. That's cool. That's If you cut 10.01 in half, it's vertically symmetrical, which is pretty cool. I'm into that kind of stuff. Patterns and synchronicities and whatnot. Good for flow, that next level flow. And uh, just trying to check this out. I used to produce and publish all the episodes on finderflow.com. And then, but the challenge with that, one of the challenges with that was that I had no idea really how many people were listening. It was a very basic podcasting server and uh, app that I had for my WordPress website. And so I had horrible analytics, meaning I really didn't have a very good idea of who was listening, how many people. And that was okay. You know, I was fine with that because it was free or it didn't really cost me anything other than hosting and I was just trying to get the word out and the message out whatever that is the message is flow that's what it is how to live a life that is flowing and awesome and low states are a big part of that it's not all of it but it is a big part of it when I had my big flow experience, my big download, it was during a flow state, a body flow, what I call a body flow, and it also became a spirit flow because I actually had an out-of-body experience where I was floating above my body. Okay, here we go. December 24th, I knew it was right near Christmas, it was winter 2015, 2015, so it's 2022, what month is it? February. So let's go backwards. So I've been doing this, let's say 2021. Trying to do math. Six years. That's it. I mean, that's a long time, but it feels longer. <laughs> okay. So, you know, six years. And that's a decent, that's a decent amount of time, I'd say. So anyway, for the last, for five, the first five years, I was just doing it on my WordPress website. And then this last year, I decided to up my game because I wanted to be able to do commercials. That was a huge part of it. And you you may notice that the intros and outros, I have music where I have 
different plugs for different sponsors or um you know products I'm promoting at any given time so that's kind of a big deal that was actually a huge deal if you know anything about publishing a podcast it's it takes a lot of time and energy believe it or not friend and it took me a lot of time and energy and that's why sometimes you know I fall off it for a while like there was a year or two actually now that I think about it out of that six years where I wasn't publishing because it's just it, it takes time it takes energy and I get caught up in life right and it's a passion it's not something that directly makes me a ton of money um but that was kind of something over this last year I wanted to put more focus on is is that piece of it. And there's a number of reasons for that I'm not necessarily going to get into now. But when I changed over to the new podcasting platform, it gave me the ability to do those intros and outros and change those very easily. So that's one thing. And another thing with that is right now or over this last year, oh, so with that, I can see analytics a lot more, like how many people are listening, which episodes get the most downloads. And I could see that stuff before, but it wasn't very clear. And it didn't seem like there's really that many people listening or downloading, which I was okay with, because like even one person, I appreciate you. You know, I don't need millions of listeners to make it feel worthwhile for me. And yet I was also putting in time, a lot of time and energy. So it's also like, I'm not putting in the time to to promote it, then I'm doing myself kind of a disservice in in the the show, a disservice to a certain extent. But yet also, I felt that this is a long play, right? I'm doing this not for instant gratification, not to get rich quick or anything like that. You know, this is part of the lifestyle. It's part of my life mission, I feel. And so I know it's not going to happen overnight. I don't want to put that kind of pressure on the show or myself or, you know, chase the money. That's definitely, you know, something I want to be conscientious of. I want to stay true to the mission. And so all those things. And when I switched over to the new platform and I was able to see the stats, right, how many downloads it was getting, it was like way more than what I was able to see on the the previous analytics and so i was like holy smokes this is amazing like i'm getting way more downloads and now i'm coming up on a year on this new platform and i'm currently we i'm gonna say we because without you there's no there's no show right i'm just me talking to this just recording the show by myself so without you friend there's no downloads and we're coming up on a year here in less than about a month, actually, I think. And we're at 95,825 downloads. Is that cool or what? That's amazing to me. That's amazing. I have not spent hardly any money on promoting it. This is all organic, if you can believe that. Okay. I've probably spent less than $100 over the year over the lifetime of the show promoting it. So this is all organic. This is word of mouth. This is people finding it and continuing to listen, tune in and subscribe. Please subscribe, friend, if you're not already. Uh, whatever you know, channel you listen to, whatever um, network you, you download the show from, please take a moment, subscribe, leave a review, let people know what you think. It, 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 um, <laughs> as long as you like it. <laughs> If you don't like it, don't waste your time. Your time's too precious. Go do something that you can enjoy doing. Um, but if you like it, please share it and like it and leave a review. I would like to spread the word this year going into the second year on this platform. And I really want to break 100,000 downloads organically. That's that's my big goal. So I got less than 30 days to do it, about 30 days to do it. So that's my big goal. I should be able to do it. But this week I've been slacking, to be honest. You know, my my downloads are way low because I've been doing other things. Like I mentioned, I've got some webinars coming up. They're real estate related. Been uh, focusing on that, on the cash flow side of things, getting my marketing um, programs and packages together, putting some consulting packages. I'm focused on this fractional CMO, creating this position for myself and what does that look like? kind of the next level of my career in a sense. What am I trying to do with my life, right? And so that's what I've been working on. 
And so I have not been putting that much time or energy into the podcast lately, but that's why I'm doing this update. So I want to just check in, say what's up. And what else? Those are the big ones. Family's good. I'm in Texas. So moved out here about, what's the date today? Yeah, I guess it's coming up on four months now, which is crazy. You know, miss the family for sure. It's tough being away from family and friends and jujitsu. It's a Thursday night, so I'm definitely thinking about my jujitsu family. Gracie La Mesa out there doing nogi training this evening and then hanging out and, you know, everybody's just uh, having fun in the back on Thursday nights. So I miss that for sure. It's definitely some camaraderie and connection and social flow that I am not getting out here. So that's a bummer. But uh, it is what it is. I'll find a jiu-jitsu gym out here soon enough. And uh, we are making some friends. Elaine's making some good friends. So that's cool. And then that's it, friend. I feel like I don't have anything too exciting to say other than that. What are you up to? Going on in your world. Yeah? Cool, cool. That's crazy. I saw this meme where it's like, (laughs) it's like, if you haven't been paying attention to the conversation, you zoned out for like two minutes, and then you just respond with, that's crazy. And it was like, the picture was, I think it was, I don't remember, some cartoon character. Oh, I think it was SpongeBob holding like a treasure chest and it was open and inside it said that's crazy like that's the gift the golden gift and you can use that word whenever you spaced out for 15 minutes or two minutes in a conversation and you just say you just interject that's crazy every once in a while you can you can glide on that (sighs) that's how i feel right now what am i even saying oh art i want to talk about some art i've got in my hand my favorite Zippo lighter, the Statue of Liberty, painted by Sean Dietrich. I've talked about his art a lot lately. Why? Because I love it. So it's cool. And it's something, it's like I love holding the weight of the Zippo in my hand. I like, you know, playing with it and uh, it's smooth and the artwork is amazing. It's like this little tiny masterpiece that I can just pull out and look at whenever. I need some motivation. And then to the left, so I put up some photos, uh, family photos and whatnot this last weekend. And that really makes a big difference in the house. We moved and we've unpacked pretty much most everything, but we have not put up any pictures. We had a couple pictures up in the bedroom, but I hadn't put up pictures on the walls. And just because we had boxes of pictures that, you know, it's kind of a project to put up pictures, got to drill the holes got to put these screws in and, you know, measure and really get it dialed in so it doesn't look all wonky. So this last weekend I did that. And plus I needed Elena to tell me which ones to put up and where. So that was kind of, I was waiting on her a bit. Uh, And uh, so I finally did that. We got around to that. And I got to admit, it makes a huge difference making this feel more like a home. You know, it does make a big difference seeing pictures of our family on the walls. That's really cool. And, uh, what else? Oh, family and uh, <laughs> yes, social media and craziness. So I don't know if this person or these people listen to the show. One of the things that's interesting about seeing how many downloads I get now is, you know, it was always before over the years, I always just kind of imagined it was just like, you know, a few handful of my friends that I personally know. I know there'd be some other people that would listen, but it's like, now there's definitely way more people that listen that I don't personally know, but I appreciate you, friend, and chances are you know me as well, not better than a lot of people who actually know me, okay, because I say a lot of things on this show that are the real things, you know, and, and some of it's crazy, you know, I posted this thing on Instagram, if you follow me on Instagram, I'm not super active, but I, because it's 
you know, there's so many levels to this stuff. I try not to get crazy with this, but at the same time, like, here we are. What else am I going to talk about? I talk about business, and I do plenty of episodes on business stuff, and those do well. Again, I, I look at the downloads. I like to see who's listening to what, or I can't see who's listening to what, but I can see how many people are listening to which episodes. And so I try to create content that appeals to people, right? Because otherwise, what's the point? Just to hear myself talk, kind of, that's part of it. It's therapeutic for me, but also I try to make it valuable for you, right? I don't want to just talk about myself and be egotistical about it. Like ideally, I am saying things that resonate with you at some level in some way and make it valuable for you, right? That's definitely part of the main goal here. So what is that? What are you listening to? What episodes do listeners, flowers out there listen to? And so I'm going to do a top 10 pretty soon post, blog post on findyourflow.com forward slash blog of the most listened to episodes because I think that's kind of cool. And I wanted to share that with you. Actually, I can... Yeah, let's just do that while I'm, while we're here. So yeah, we're I think I said we're at ninety five thousand eight hundred and twenty five downloads coming up on a year. I got one month to get just under five thousand downloads, and then the goal is once I hit that, assuming I hit it, then I'm gonna start actually like promoting it with paid ads and traffic. And I'll have an idea of which episodes specifically. Oh, and with the commercials, the intros and outros, instead of just changing them all for all the episodes, every time I do a new sponsor ad or commercial or whatever, I'm going to have them be more relevant and specific to specific shows. So one of the most popular episodes over the years, which I think is really cool, and I can I really appreciate it because it's it was kind of one I hoped would be popular. I, I felt it was important for me. Like I really myself needed it, and it turns out a lot of other people must seem to too. It's called Practicing Patience. I think it's the name of it. I'm trying to look it up. Pretty sure that's it. Practicing Patience. One of the most the most popular one right now, this week is by far one called "Make It Happen 2.0." So that's kind of a motivational, inspirational one, and then "Celebrate All Wins," another motivational, celebrational one. So those are kind of mindset and business oriented, but you could use them for actually just for mindset and life in general. It doesn't have to be business. And then this next one, which is number three, which is I think one of the all time highs. This one, this one I find fascinating, um, is the Akashic Records Part Two. I don't know why this particular episode has been so popular for so long. It was number twenty-eight, so it's definitely one of the first, you know, older episodes. But over the years, it's stayed strong once it kind of started hitting the ranks. So I find that fascinating. There's people interested because that's pretty esoteric. You know, I don't know how many people know what that is and if they just stumble upon it but i would have to guess it's people that already kind of know what it is and they're looking for that so i haven't personally visited the akashic records in quite a while so it's something i may kind of you know revisit that kind of uh level of consciousness um the next one and i was wrong about the title it's how to be patient Episode number 71. That's another one of those episodes that I published, it looks like, in 2018. And I always see it in the top 10. It's definitely one of the more popular episodes, How to Be Patient. So I think that's really cool because it's so important. It's so important. And it's something I work on. I know Elena works on. You know, especially if you have, like, kids or parents or just, life in general, just people in general, sometimes I feel like we all can benefit from being patient with one another. But then there's times where we can't, where, you know, we, it, it doesn't pay to be patient. Like you have to take action. You have to get off your butt and make it happen. 
which is number one this week, Make It Happen 2.0. So that's pretty hilarious. How to Be Patient ranks number four. Make It Happen 2.0 is number one this week. That's cool. What else? Dealing with Negativity this week, number six. Okay, so, yeah, that that's, gets back to one of the other things I wanted to touch on. Oh, look at this. And then episode number, or number 10 this week, being a patient person is ranked number 10. So patience is a recurring theme. And then getting it done is a recurring theme. So kind of that balance of being patient while also getting stuff done. That's the flow, man. Good job, Winston. You done did it. All right. (laughs) Well, there we go. All right. Dealing with negativity is ranked six this week. So that one actually kind of flopped when it first came out. And I was kind of like, kind of like, well, you know, I was a little confused by it. And my brother actually was like, well, you know, think about the people that listen to your show. They're generally probably more positive people that are focused on the good stuff. Oh, you know what it was? I remember I launched that episode and I had a product that I was launching at the same time. And I was trying, and I had the commercial, the intros and outros, pointing people to that offer. Like, hey, are you dealing with negative people? Here, you know, go to this, go to findaflow.com forward slash, I think, negativity. And, you know, check out the free ebook. And then, you know, there's the, once you opt in for the free ebook, um, you're given an opportunity to buy the full program, right? That's kind of the, what we call marketing funnel. And, uh, you know, you can get the freebie, test it out. If you don't want the upgrade, then you don't get it. But if you do, you do. You get a special offer, limited time, that kind of thing, right? Excuse me. Um, I It did not get any traction at all. And so I was kind of like bummed because it's like I was, I, you know, I deal with negativity. I, I'm not always all flowing and awesome as I would like to be. And I have been dealing with... Uh, you know, it's part of the game, right? It's just part of the game of life. And some people are better dealing with it than others. And I have my own challenges with life and all that kind of stuff. And particularly, and part of the thing is like dealing with negative people. And, you know, I don't want to call people out. I'm not going to call people out. Um, interesting, though. I just remembered another interesting thing that happened earlier today. On, and... Uh, they talk about this situation in a previous episode. <sighs> so many things. It's like I have nothing to say, and then I think of one thing, I got 50 things to say. I can go on in 20 different directions, but I want to make it coherent. So let's see. Let's see. One of the uh, social media, right, is like a crazy thing and who listens to this show so not a crazy thing i don't know right i only know have a general sense and one thing that happened this last week i I try to keep it fairly mellow on social media because i know i'm out there i know i'm not your average vanilla book publishing podcasting guy right like i am a little bit out there i admit that i'm a lot out there I tone it down. I don't want you to know how crazy I am, okay? But at the same time, I look at the things, again, I look at what posts get the most traction, and sometimes it surprised me, like Acacia Records. Well, that's not something I post because I think it's going to make me a lot of money, <laughs> right? Like, that's not the point of me posting that kind of stuff. I don't do it for the money. I do it for... One thing I learned, one lesson I've learned in my life for me and reason I do the podcast and the book series and and all of it is because I learned years ago that, and and I have to relearn it at times, it's it's not something I've mastered, okay, to be honest, Um, is that it's, for me, it's not about trying to change anyone's mind, right? I'm not trying to debate with anyone and change their mind necessarily that's or or like you know convince somebody they're wrong that certainly is hardly ever the goal okay i really try 
to avoid that kind of situation at all because I don't think there's any winners in that kind of situation. I think that's a lose-lose. Now I remember why I'm so dang hot wearing multiple layers. So this is outside in the freezing cold. Now I'm inside and I've still got the multiple layers on. Sorry. <sighs> okay. Got a deep layer here. All right. Um, I'm not trying to argue with anybody. I, I just don't have that kind of patience. There's this saying, and uh, it's been a meme, memeitized, where it's like, don't offer, don't argue with a fool, right? Like, if somebody wants to argue with you, just say you're right, right? Because like, if you're getting sucked into that kind of argument, then you become the fool. There's another quote where it says like, don't ever wrestle with a pig, because the pig, because you'll always end up dirty, and the pig actually likes it. Right. And so that's a that's something I've learned over the years because because it just often in my experience, the person who's trying to pull me into a fight like that can't comprehend what I'm trying to say anyway. And if they can't, then I'm the fool if I get if I allow myself to get sucked into that kind of argument. Right. And so I, as soon as I recognize it, as soon as I see it heading down that path, I just stop it right there and just leave the conversation. OK, because I'm not trying to get pulled into that kind of stuff. And one thing I've learned about and recently is narcissism and what that is and what that looks like, because fortunately for me, that's not something I had a ton of personal experience with. Maybe I did, but not directly, I guess, like I've had in, in the recent year or two. Um, and over the, in vaguely, like, periphery ex, um, experiences um, for longer than that. And there may be certain people listening. I don't know. I don't. But one of the interesting things that happened recently was we've had to cut certain people out of our lives for certain reasons. And it's partly because of what I'm kind of describing here is like people who want to have very strong opinions, people who have very strong opinions, and that's fine, and that's great. And you are entitled to have your own opinions, right? Especially here in America, and I live in the United States, this is where I'm podcasting from, and that's a big part of the American culture and what we stand for, or at least at one point in time it was. And is this idea that like, hey, you do you, I do me, and that's okay. And we agree to disagree, and that's okay. That's the American way, and we can even have debates, healthy debates about this. And we can still part ways, saying like, hey, maybe I don't agree with you, and you don't agree with me, but that's okay. We're still, we can still be friends. We can still be family. We can still shake hands and you know support our, each other's rights to think that way, the freedom of thought, the freedom of speech, right? Freedom of speech. And that is under attack very much. And but even that what I just said, like the like saying that freedom of speech is under attack, not everybody here agrees that that's what's happening, that that it, that it is. Then they can point to all these reasons why they think it isn't. And that I'm being political, that I'm being biased. And that's part of where we're running into challenges around the world right now, right? And part of it, one conversation I've had recently with our son, our oldest son, and I had this conversation with him when he was probably four or five first, was what is the ego? What is the ego? And he was a little kid, right? And so I, I have this conversation with him and it was fascinating because it's like hey here's this little kid you know what does he think about this I wanted to kind of talk to him about consciousness before he had his you know before he went to public school for a number of years and you know was kind of formed these hard ideas about things or you know this hard ego and before he got any kind of like too much religious programming. He was in, uh, you know, a, a kind of a religious school for a while. And, um, you know, so we got in this conversation about it and I kind of asked him like, well, what do you think, like, who are you? 
who are you? Right? And I was kind of saying it like the, the caterpillar from Alice in Wonderland, which I love, in case you haven't listened to the show much and don't know that. Huge fan. Um, but he, you know, we got into this kind of conversation and I was like, well, do you think, I don't quite recall how he said it or how it came about, but I said, well, do you think that that thought is you? And he was kind of like, what? Like, you know, kind of blew his little mind. I was like, well, you, you just said that, you know, you said that you think this. Well, is that thought you? Because you think it. He's like, well, yeah. And I said, well, why? And he said, because it's in my head. And it's, I said, oh, so the voice in your head, the thoughts that are in your head, those are yours. Those are you. And he's like, well, yeah, yeah. And I said, well, why? And he said, because they're in my head. And so, so you know, it, but it made him kind of stop and think. And I kind of said, well, you know, what if those thoughts or those that voice in your head wasn't actually you, but that was the ego? And you were actually the one that could was listening to that voice or observing that voice, that voice in your head. And, you know, to talk to a little kid about that, it's kind of a crazy thing, right? And but it, it planted some seeds. I know it did because we because <laughs> we had an interesting conversation recently. We've had you know some conversations about consciousness and ego, and he's you know said some pretty fascinating stuff. He's ten now, and um, you know it's pretty cool. And he recognizes certain things with the ego about how he's one thing he said recently was like, well, the ego people always think that they're right. They always think that whatever they think is the right thing. And so, yeah, you know, that's the ego, right? We all have the ego and it has certain useful functions. But then it also can get us all, it can get us individually into trouble if we really believe that we are that voice or that voice is us. And it has certain beliefs based on patterns or experiences it's gone through. Well, then, you know, the ego itself, because it thinks, because we think it is us, many of us, you know, not all of us. Um, if we're unconscious of our true selves, right, and we get swept up in the ego self, to kill the ego or to to disassociate from the ego feels like death to the ego. It's fighting for its life, which it believes is real. And if we believe that we are that ego self, if we give our awareness to the ego self, then it feels like we are dying if we are wrong and if our ego is hurt. And that's one of the challenges we face today in society from my ego self, from my personal opinion, right, is that so many of us are so attached to our ego self and unaware even that that there is the ego self or what is, how are we different? Who, How is each of us actually not the ego self? How do we disassociate? How do we become aware and conscious of our true self? And be able to recognize the ego as a separate entity, in a sense, from our true self. Then this is kind of the dilemma that we're in. And in the conversation I had with him and and Elena today, I think it was this evening, maybe last evening, was that so much of this world that we live in here on planet Earth and society is intentionally or unintentionally, depending on who you ask, set up in such a way that it is it heavily leans toward ego, right? Emphasis on the ego. I have this thing, right? Status. I have this car. I have this much money. I have this title. I am this, you know, person related to this person or there's all these different angles that the ego can attach itself and create its identity around and we can get we can lose ourselves in that right if we're not careful we can lose ourselves in the seven sins right and i'm not gonna be able to recite them all but it's like eating too much right um too sloth being lazy uh, too much sex or porn, too much um, greed, right? Too much envy, lust, okay? Those things, if we get hung up into them too much, they can pull us off the track. We can lose ourselves, our true selves, 
in those things. And so much of the what I'm going to call the outside world, which is everything like outside the physical body, outside the mind, is geared toward making us believe in a sense that we are that ego self, that that is actually us, right? Our physical bodies, oh, this is, you know, I'm fat, I'm thin, I'm ripped, I'm not, I'm uh, whatever, I'm tall, I'm short, I'm, uh, you know, male, I'm female, I'm non-binary, I'm trans, I'm gay, I'm straight, I'm Asian, I'm white, I'm black, I'm brown, you know, like all those exterior identifying factors that the ego can cling to. Does that make sense? And the more we give energy to those things as individuals, as a society, as a culture, the more we lose sense of our true selves. And the true selves are the things within each of us that are none of those things, right? I mean, we are and we aren't, and that's kind of the dichotomy, the duality of it. How much energy do we give to it is each of our own powers, our own opportunity to say, well, I'm going to give this some energy, like, yeah, it's important for this purpose, or I'm going to give my whole being, my whole identity is this thing. I am this, you know, tall, white, male, straight guy who's American. Okay, well, it's, you know, from the outside, it's like, oh, you're a white nationalist or whatever, right? Like you can put labels on other people too, right? And you can then give yourself more of an identity by putting labels on other people because you are not those things, right? You can, we, the ego can, the ego loves to label things. It helps it to create its own self of sense of self. And again, if we're identifying, if we're not aware of that tendency of each of our egos, that's how our egos all work for the most part, then it's easy to get sucked into it. But to the extent that we become aware, like, oh, that's the labeling machine in my own head. It's a program. It's like a software program, an app running in my brain. I can actually turn it off with practice. And yeah, if I'm not careful, I might slip back into it. It might turn itself back on like this dang freaking you know, Windows apps from back in the day where they just, or like, you know, the apps on our phones just start running in the background, taking up CPU and, and data and storage and whatnot. We have those in our head. They're not us. They want us to believe they're us. And many of us have them running. We don't even know it. We all have different levels of these and different amounts and going on. And each of us have that, that opportunity, that struggle to, to deal with, right? The opportunity to, be, to wake up from it and recognize it and say, wait, why is this program running? Oh, I've got this program that labels people as black or white. Well, that's, that's a color running program, uh, you know, segmenting people based on the color of their skin. Well, I don't want that. That's, I don't care about that. Okay, great. Let's remove it. So the next time I see hear it pop up in between my ears, I'm going to recognize, wait, that's not me. I don't identify people like that. Boop, and I remove it. And I just see people for being people, regardless of their color. Okay, well, now i got this other one. Oh, it pops up. Oh, this person's tall or that person's short oh well i don't want to put that label on people either because that's irrelevant not who they are underneath we're all these souls in this physical body for only a limited time and then we get recycled in a sense right and we either go to heaven or hell or someplace beyond you know and we can all debate on that right what happens after birth oh well, i'm christian so i believe this or i'm Jehovah's witness i believe that or i'm jewish so i believe this other thing and then Oh, I'm atheist, so I don't believe anything. I'm a nihilist, so I don't believe anything, right? So we can we can have all these different things, and each of those was a label. I am, boom, and then we said something. I said something after that. We being me and the voice in my head and the voice that I'm speaking to you with, right? And you going along with it. We're creating the, the co-creating this reality that I'm speaking for the sake of just going along for the ride. Because you could completely be spacing out. You could be doing something else irrelevant, or you could be completely listening to what I'm saying, vibing along and getting it, right? And that's your opportunity to co-create with me in the trip that I'm on right now. And that's a beautiful thing. Here we are having this deep conversation <clears throat> at different times and places, and yet on this frequency, because the, the patterns of my thoughts, not everybody's going to get. 
very few, right? Again, I started off talking about who knows what, and here we are talking about consciousness, the very essence of of being, of enlightenment, of everything. And yet I'm talking about detachment of it, right? Recognizing that it is not the true self. All these things that we see around us and that we own or we believe we own or that we identify with, and yet that is not us. And to the extent that we're able to, to recognize that we can heal ourselves, we can forgive ourselves, we can forgive each other and our trespasses against one another, right? And I think that's kind of the next stage in spiritual human evolution is that level of awakening. And with the social media thing, you know, I've had to disconnect. And an interesting thing with a certain person who reached out to another certain person close to me, and it turns out this person follows me, allegedly, on social media, and, you know, I had to disconnect from, I had to block certain other people within that circle. And um, there's a scene on Ozarks. I don't know if you've ever watched that show, but it's it's great. And uh, Elena and I finished the last season recently. And there's uh, basically, there's like these people, in case you're not familiar, they be help they they become money launderers and they're helping them this uh drug cartel launder money they're and they end up getting deep into the whole thing you know and it's like they're kind of stuck and try to get out and uh the drug cartel leader says to them it's like you got to look out it's always someone in your inner circle who basically stabs you in the back right and i just kind of thought that was an interesting thing and um, these people aren't in my inner circle, and now they're not in my circle at all, but they were kind of giving them, I was giving them the opportunity to move in, right? And part of that's because I'm optimistic, right? I've learned to become optimistic over the years. And I used to be very pessimistic Pessimistic when I was uh, gro- growing up. I became at some point probably around fifth grade, sixth grade, somewhere around there, maybe seventh grade, and just very negative mindset, very negative depression, you know, just a lot of things going on in my life. And that stayed with me until, you know, my later teens. And that's when I really learned the positive mindset, you know, how to how to turn my mind around and how to, it had been turned against me. My My own mind was working against me. And it was driving me deeper and deeper into the dark, what I call the darkness. And um, and then when I learned to turn, when I turned that corner and learned about positive mental attitude and self-affirmation, positive affirmations and, you know, all this kind of stuff, it changed my life, right? Literally. And, and I learned to be an optimist for a number of reasons, okay? And like I said, I hadn't really had direct experiences with narcissism. That wasn't quite what like I dealt with in my life experience growing up. And so when I heard certain people's experiences with other people who were narcissists, it was kind of hard for me to really fully understand right? Because I hadn't personally experienced it. It was hard for me. I didn't have any great point of reference for it, okay? So when, so I was perhaps open to allowing certain people into my life and into my experience. And it was great at first and it was fine. And, you know, it seemed like things were going good. And then it started like certain little weird things would happen, okay? And it's like one of those things where it's like, well, you know, the optimist in me, the, the nice person, the person that wants everybody to get along and everybody to be happy and for us to all be connected and awesome and flowing, you know, that part of me could always find reasons to say, well, maybe it wasn't like that, like I thought it was, or maybe it wasn't what, you know, so bad. Maybe this person just did something, you know, ways to write it off, right? And then at a certain point, 
I had to also have that realist kick in and say, you know what, there's something off about this situation. There's something off about this person and the way that they are talking and going about things and red flags, so to speak. And, 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 you know, this other person, the person who um, had, you know, shared this kind of stuff with me about these other people, you know, I wanted to believe them, but I also wanted them to be wrong so that way they could have what I imagined would be a, a good and healthy rekindling of a relationship, okay? And what I learned in the experience was like, no, <laughs> sometimes there are people who really are going through their own stuff at such a level that it's not my job to try to fix them, right? It's I can't be the hero of this situation. I can't help them. They are on their own experience, and sometimes the best thing I can do is let them go and cut them out and cut them off, block them, right? And um, so I had done that. I, it came to the point where it's like, you know, that, again, like, you can't argue. I choose, I should say, I choose not to argue with people who are in that situation, in that mindset, because the pig likes to fight in the mud, and I would just get dirty, and the pig would like it, right? And if somebody's so gun-ho and their ego is caught up in this belief system, and they can say stuff like, oh, well... I just want to learn the truth. I want to argue with you or debate with you because I, I want to find the truth. And that sounds cool and good. However, the underlying message, the underlying truth may actually be, no, they want to be right. Okay, they want to make me wrong. And that's that's what I don't mess with, right? Because there's a difference between the truth and one of us being right and one of us being wrong. And if the other person... It has the ego, their ego wrapped up and their identity is wrapped up in their ego and their ego has to be right because it, you know, to, to support itself because it's afraid of the ego death, the death of the ego. If it's wrong, well, then I'm battling somebody's identity of self and their ego will fight to the death because it believes it is dying. That makes sense? So unless someone has had that experience, the death of their own ego, the death of the self, self, what's sometimes referred to as night of the dark soul, what is it? Night, lonely night of the dark soul, something like that. I have to look it up. There's, there's an experience that many of us have had that is, this idea is it, like a spiritual awakening is another phrase for dark night of the soul. That's what I think it is, dark night of the soul. Boom, okay. Yeah, so the dark, a dark night of the soul is kind of, um, here we go. The phrase dark night of the soul is often used informally to describe an extremely difficult and painful period in one's life. For example, after the death of a loved one, the breakup of a marriage, or the diagnosis of a life-threatening illness. So that's interesting. And that's from uh, psychiatrictimes.com. Okay. Um, so I've had those. <laughs> and, and I've had what I would describe as like spiritual awakenings and deaths of my ego on multiple occasion and that's given me perspective and I've practiced, you know, detaching from the ego, becoming aware of the ego, the voice in my head and recognizing that is not me and practicing silencing it and practicing living in the silence, my consciousness, the silent observer and being able to, some people, another thing, I had a friend who actually had, uh, she went through her own experience over uh, maybe within the last couple of years and, um, you know, it took her deep into it, into uh, the, the dark side of it. Because, it, because like, there's a meme where it's like, uh, you know, what, pe what people think a spiritual awakening is like. And it shows, like, you know, somebody all happy and flowers and rainbows. 
and what a spiritual awakening is actually like. And it shows them all just like their mind is just blown and they're just like, oh my gosh, this is insane. This is horrible because it can be very traumatic, <laughs> which sounds kind of counterintuitive. Um, but it's actually when for many people who've had that kind of experience to recognize the, the um, difference in what we think it's just such a shift for many of us from what we think is reality to then a new understanding or a new perspective of our own reality and our own true self. Okay. Um, and, we, you know, to varying degrees, we can all experience that to varying degrees. And so, So having an argument with someone who is in the ego self, right? There is no winning in a sense because we, if we're right, then it's it's in a sense like we're making the other person wrong, and that person, you know, loses face, they lose status, and the ego hates that. And if someone is attached to their ego or in the ego state of mind. And, you know, and I'm not saying I'd never get in that, right? Because, of course, I do. I'm not perfect. I'm not a saint. I am not an enlightened Buddha all the time where I can just, like, always be out of the ego self. My ego gets wrapped up in things. I, I lose myself in my ego, of course, okay? And when I do this show, I try very hard to do a couple things. One, I try hard to put myself in a position where my ego is, not too present, right, where I can kind of speak through my highest and best self to let that information flow through to you as best I can. Am I perfect? Heck no. I, you know, my ego jumps in. I say things that are egotistical. Hopefully you can pick those things out and, you know, forgive me for those things. I don't do it on purpose, <laughs> right? Um, and then there's Oh, and then I try to also use those kind of disclaimers like I just did, right? Like I'm not trying to position myself as a guru, uh, you know, like, oh, I'm or put myself be between you and God, right? Like, oh, you have to talk to me or my way is the right way or, um, you know, anything like that. Uh, put myself on a pedestal um, in in that kind of sense, right? Like, glory be to God. I'm, I'm just a messenger. I, but my message is for you to make your own direct connection to your God, to whatever you perceive God as. And if you don't believe in God, then, you know, hopefully what I share in my belief systems, and, and I'm free to change. I allow myself to change my belief systems. I'm not hard and fast. You know, if I get new information, I change my mind, right? Um, it's part of the flowing mindset for me is practicing non-attachment to even my own thoughts and belief systems, they're not mine, right? Like I'm saying mine, but I'm also not attached to mine because then again, that's my ego. Oh, these are my thoughts. This is my flow. This is my finder flow. And that's not, that's not it either, <laughs> right? That's my, that would be my ego. And so I practice non-judgment. I practice non-attachment. And that gives me freedom in a sense. Because if somebody brings in new information and it contradicts what I said in the last episode, well, if I have, if I'm trying to build this persona or I believe I am this persona that acts a certain way and does a certain thing all the time, and then I get new information that contradicts that, it's like, well, gosh, now my ego is going to be offended. Now I'm losing sense of myself. Now it's like, oh my gosh, that's the death of that part of me. And that can be very scary and it can be traumatic. It can be stressful because the ego is experiencing all those things. And so to the extent that I align with my ego or get lose my true self in my ego, then I'm unable to detach from it. But if I'm practicing detachment and I am response-able, I'm responsible for recognizing, oh, the ego is having these experiences, and yet that is not me. I can choose to just not be attached to that ego self. I can choose to pop that, that voice bubble in my head and recognize it's not me. And sometimes one may recognize and experience that the bubbles, the voice bubbles, there are 
maybe voices in our head that we are from our own past, like patterns that are kind of like, a, um, you know, voices from our parents, okay, that are playing in our head uh, or, you know, influential people we listen to growing up. And those are programs, in a sense, that are running. And sometimes they're running below the surface. We're not even aware they're running. Other times we are aware. And the more aware we become, the more we can consciously consciously choose which programs we want to give energy to and attention to, which ones we want to delete and remove or reprogram or update. Okay. And listening to positive content, reading positive books, you know, allows us to reprogram our minds. It takes repetitions. It takes time. It takes practice. And that's why so many people you know, opt for the easier stuff. Oh, I can just zone out and watch mindless TV. Well, those are also programs, TV programs, right? Well, what are they programming our minds to do? Are you aware? I saw we were watching, uh, you know, sometimes we get tired with the kids. We can't be entertaining them all the time. So what do we do? We put the TV on, right? Hey, watch some TV, kid, right? And, you know, but we always try to monitor. What are they watching? And there's stuff that they pick out and it looks cool. And then, you know, we kind of watch to see what's going on with it. And it's like, boom, there's some weird stuff in it, right? I don't know if you've had that experience. It's like, okay, whoa, this that took a turn. And it's shown in a very, like, haha, kind of joking way. And um, it makes light of things that are actually not light topics. If you, if depending on your mindset, right? So this is my perspective. You're free to have your own interpretation of these things my perspective, certain things I've seen, some of these cartoons, are not things to make light of. They're not joking things. They are serious things. And yet they're made fun of, in a sense. Um, and so, hey, turn that off. You're not, don't watch the show anymore. It's evil. It's got some evil stuff going on in it. We don't mess with that show. We don't mess with that kind of stuff. And, yeah, a lot of stuff there. All right, what else? Um getting late. I've been going how long is this episode? Check Wow, coming up on an hour. Okay. So we've been flowing here for a good while, friends. So that's the update. That's the captain's log. I'm gonna be calling them captain's logs instead of updates, I think. Not that I'm a huge Star Trek fan fan, but Sounds cooler. Did watch Star Trek when I was a kid with my Oma, my mom's mom. It's German for grandma. It's also Dutch for grandma, I believe. And probably some other languages use that. Oma, Opa. Um, so uh, she used to be into Star Trek. I remember watching that when she would babysit. But that's about all I remember. A couple episodes. One episode in particular. I think I'll leave, leave us with this. Um, there's, you know, I don't know how many episodes we watch, but uh, one episode I remember it stands out in my mind. Captain Jean-Luc Picard had been had been uh, captured. He'd been captured, or maybe he like gave himself over so that, that he could free somebody else. I don't quite remember the circumstances, but I remember he was like in this prison and with the enemy, and the enemy wanted to break him mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. And there were these lights in the cell. And there was four lights. And I'm just paraphrasing. If you're a true fan and you know this episode, please don't get on me, you know, like I I, I you know, kind of a not I'm not the detail person. But let's say there's four lights, okay? And uh the the bad guys were like the bad guy you know wanted to have control over Jean-Luc Picard. Why? Because there's just jerky people and there's jerky aliens out there in this in Star Trek that want to just have power and control, okay? Not all of them are cool. Um, there's cool aliens, yeah, okay? There's cool extraterrestrials, there's cool, you know, pe- beings, right, that are not human beings and whatnot. Um, and then there's jerky ones, okay? And so in this particular episode, there's a jerky one. And he wants control. And he's telling Jean-Luc Picard, Hey, there are five lights there. And Captain Jean-Luc Picard's like, no, there's four. 
And he, I think he like zapped him, you know, like electrocuted him or zapped him or something. He's like, ah, he's like, there's five lights there. And he's like, no, there's four. And he zapped him again. And, uh, you know, Jean-Luc Picard wasn't going to have it. He wasn't having it. He's like, there's four lights there. I can clearly see that. I'm not playing your stupid game. And so, you know, days are going by and they're starving him and they're torturing him. And, you know, all he has to do is say that there's five lights and he can go home free or he can eat or, you know, whatever. weird sorry noise just scared me and um and so he's uh so he's like no i'm not gonna there's four lights and he's looking at it and you know time's going by and he's just getting weaker and weaker and more and more beat down and they're messing with him and you know torturing him and um he's just clinging to this faith that his crew will rescue him you know that it'll be let go and, you know, he's getting to this point where he's, like, delirious. And the the guys worn him down. And he is looking at the light, and it starts to blur. Like, his eyes are all blurry, and the lights are all blurry, and he's starting to see five lights. His mind remembers and knows that there's four lights there, and that, you know, this is some kind of psychological warfare happening on him. And, you know, not a, no one else can, like, seems to get it because he's kind of on his own in this. But he knows that what he's seeing is not, is not true. He, know, he knows that something is going on. And yet the pressure is crazy, crazy hard on him, okay? And uh, so he... Um, so he's his eyes are blurring. He's starting to see five lights, and he's just like, oh my gosh! He's still saying there's four lights, but he's kind of at the breaking point, you know, because at this point, his mind is starting to play tricks on him. It's starting to deceive him because part of his mind knows that, like, hey, the easy way out is to just say there's five darn lights, and hey, we can kind of, and when I say we, it's like the unconscious mind. You know, it can be kind of used against us. Remember, I told you when I was young, I had my mind was like working against me. It was always negative and it would always create negative situations out of everything. And it was like a self-fulfilling prophecy. I would think something was going to go wrong and then it did. And I well, see, I was right. It's going to not work out. Oh, this thing's going to fall apart. Oh, this thing's going to break. Oh, I'm going to, you know, do this dumb thing and then it happened. And so... But then when I learned about positive mental attitude and positive affirmations and practicing that and optimism, then good things started happening. And that became a self-fulfilling prophecy. And that started to happen and create an upward spiral. I was like, oh, this thing's going to work out for me. I don't, I don't know how or what, but it's going to. And then it did. See, it did. And it would positively affirm that way. So whether I thought positive or negative, I would create the outcome in a sense, right? And I would create my perspective and that would then be reinforced by my physical reality. And so that was kind of a big, huge aha life experience for me. And that's part of the flow is, from my perspective, is being able to recognize we create our own experiences, okay? And whether we're aware of it or not. And so the more aware of it that we do become, the more we can consciously co-create the experiences that we do want to have. And that's, what we're talking about here today. And so at the end, right before Jean-Luc Picard breaks, um, you know, the guy's pushing, the bad guy's pushing hard on him like, hey, you got to, you, you know, it's four, it's five light bulbs, it's five lights, right? It's five lights, just say it, just say it. Because he knows that like Jean-Luc's crew is about to save him. And so, he, but he wants to break him, he wants to win. And uh, then at the last minute, like, you know, before he breaks, the crew comes and saves him. And he's, you know, he's got to be carried off. Like, he's so weak and, and fragile at this point. He can't even stand by himself. And he looks at the lights and he, he sees that there's, and he says, there are four lights. And he, you know, says it. He speaks it. He verbalizes it. And to, in the beginning, there was the word. And our words have meaning and they are reality. They affect things in this physical reality they share they me saying things resonate creates air 
molecule displacement waves, frequencies that are picked up by your ear and your inner ear and create electricity that goes into your brain and creates the thought, the word in your mind. And you then are co-creating that experience in your mind with me. We are in harmony. We are, we've got mirror neurons firing, you know, if you're in entrainment with me, writing that same vibration of thought that I'm tapping into, and you are co-creating that. We, through space and time, we are listening and thinking of the same things in a sense, right? We have our own spin, we have our own versions based on our own experiences and our own history and all this and our own perspectives. And yet we're still able to tap into this and and be a part of that, right? And um, so at the end, he, he announces that, you know, he says that he creates it and so it is. There are four lights. He affirms it. And... That's a very powerful moment. Very powerful moment. So I don't know what it all means, friend. Hopefully you do. <laughs> We're all over the place tonight. Captain's log. Signing out soon here. It's about eleven oh five here, Central Time. Texas time. I'm tired. That was a, that was a long journey we just took there. I hope it's worthwhile for you. I appreciate you listening all the way to the end. It's a long, long episode. I don't usually do episodes this long, but had a lot to say and get through and just letting go, letting go. I appreciate you. I hope you're doing awesome and well. I hope you experience flow and in all that you do in your life and your family and friends are safe and healthy and you're successful in all the ways that are meaningful for you and that you're learning and experiencing what you want in a positive and healthy way and creating the life that you, the highest and best version of yourself. Amen. And so it is. So say we all. And until next time, my friend, be flowing.